This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we review the 1992 Hong Kong action thriller, Hard Boiled. Plus, we got a new trailer for the John Wick prequel show, The Continental. All your streaming apps are raising rates. Has the MCU ruined comedies? Wonder Woman 3 with Gal Gadot is not happening now? And more. All in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, August 14th, 2023. Hey, it's Michael Rosenbaum, and you are listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Why? Because you, my friend, need to keep up with all the latest superhero and comic book TV and movie news. And nobody brings it like these guys do. Check them out. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Fans out there. What's up, listener? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. And joining us is a fella who's about as hard-boiled as they come. He plays jazz trombone and goes by the name Whiskey Sour. But we call him Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Yes, witness me as I slide down a banister with two guns in my hands <laughs> and a matchstick and a cigarette in my mouth at the same time. And a baby while you're playing the trombone. Yes, I'm holding a baby <laughs> while playing a oboe. Only rug, rug young with, fat. With, with bur- various birds flying around Only me. Only child rug boy is able to pull this off. Yes. Uh, so they all right. Me. Anyways, enough of that. Did I throw enough John Woo jokes in there? I think no. so. There's still got to throw in some doves, some yeah, double guns. You said all that. We'll get to that. Bef- you got to shoot at someone multiple times, even though they're probably dead after the first shot. <laughs> yes, but they need 70 yeah, bullets. You, you never reload in a job. <laughs> yeah, no, no. No, Your bu- gun bu- is bu- like unlimited endless. Bullets. Unlimited you also bullets. need to be sliding and or jumping and or rolling or all of those things at once while yes. shooting at people. We'll get to all that fantastic stuff in the movie review later. We got some news to geek out about. Let's hit it. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Quick Hollywood strike update. Well, the WGA, the writers, they're still on strike. They've been on strike, though. 104 days now. Oh, shit. Broken 100-day strike barrier. So the, the 2008 WGA strike lasted 100 days in its entirety. The 1988 strike is the longest strike to date at 154 days. And I tell you what, I think these guys got a good chance of beating this record. It's going 200. Oh, I'm going 200, 250. No, 200, 200. It'll be, it'll end because another 50 days is like a month and a half. It's definitely still going. Yeah. So this could, we could be right. Yeah. We are going to witness the longest historic WGA strike in history. Dude, this is for all the fucking everything. This is for all the shit right now. It is. Somebody's going to have to cave on something at some point. Yeah, this is one of the bigger ones. I mean, this is. As Rug said, it's for all the marbles. Like, this is going to shape what we what we view in the next. This is there's real 10, shit. 20 years. There's real shit being fucking fought for right now. 
Yep. So I, 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 I'm all like on the side of the people striking. This is stuff As, I that, think most people, logical people should be. Yeah. If you look at everything and get, get an understanding of what's really going on. Unless you're Green Arrow, then you know. Well, here's the next <laughs> leads into my next bit. But the actors have been on strike 32 days. Wait, we'll get to the Green Arrow. But I feel like what's going to happen is uh, they're going to maybe cave on the writers and the, 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 the SAG on the AI stuff because I feel like the studios are already doing that anyways and, and they're going to continue to do it. The fact that they're even talking about it and there's this specific dialogue means they've not only thought about it, they're fucking they're doing it. I know. I don't know if you saw a bunch of AI job listings, high end, like six figure salary job listings for like Disney and other studios are popping up. Uh, I mean, I don't think Without diving too deep into it, I don't think the writers are saying this can't be happen. I think there's just got to be like safeguards in place. Protections, well, yes. Right. I think that if you're part of the process, even if you're using AI, the AI doesn't get paid. You get paid, right? Yeah. So if you're steering it, you should you should still reap a uh, percentage like what for example there there could be like ai aided or ai not aided if you're doing completely without ai then you get one fee but if you're obviously using ai to generate shitloads of scripts and stuff then you should get a different fee but like you should still get paid well so that, just, that needs to be in in the contract right like say you're an extra background guy and they scan your your likeness and your whole body to put you in but it should be per movie. Every movie that your body scan is used, you got to get something out of that. That Look, should be rated. The point is, is that, okay, they're not going to pay them the full rate, but you give them a percentage of what they would have been if they were there. Yeah. It makes sense. I don't know why they can't figure this out. They're going to be like, no, you're not there, and I'm going to pay you. But, you know, and I think part of the problem is, like, the members of the AMPTP now, it's not just Hollywood Studios. It's, like we said, it's tech companies. It's companies like Apple and Amazon who... Uh, you know, the money they make from all that content doesn't really matter to them that much. It's kind of like a fun little hobby that they can throw billions of dollars on. That's not even their main business. So how can you it's like a write off for them? Yeah. How much. can you all come to agreement if you have people that the content, the movies is the main pro- product that you have to you know look into saving money? So it's, it seems very complicated. I don't think we should report on it until that something happens. All right. I'm just going to give you the numbers. Actor strike 32 days. Nothing is happening. But you were talking about Green Arrow. And yes, two weeks ago, uh, Stephen Amell made some comments, got him in uh, some trouble on the social medias uh, about the SAG strike. He said, quote, I guess he was at a convention. He said, quote, I support my union. I do. And I stand with them, but I do not support striking. I don't. I think it is reductive negotiating tactic. And I find the entire thing incredibly frustrating. And I think the thinking as it pertains to shows like the show that I'm on heels that premiered last night. I think it's myopic. So I think he was a little frustrated because he does that second season of that show heels. I guess it's about wrestling. I don't know. He's in it. But this Friday, uh, he shows up on picket line. Oh, shit. In New York. In support, I think it's kind of funny. Yeah, he, he fucked up and found out. He, yeah, he uh, and he he tried to backpedal all that, and he had to explain. <laughs> was using that. Fuck, fuck up, fuck up, well, and find like out. He fucked around and found fuck out. Around and like, find fuck out. around and yeah, find he out. He fucked around and he found Gen out. Z thing. I love that one though. That's actually great. Fuck around and find out. Why don't you? Yeah, but they, you know, it's some old 
fucking dude from the south said it that shit. It sounds like a really old saying. It that's wasn't been like around. some Absolutely. some like uh, Gen Z kid no, didn't figure that one like out. This is like something from like the sixties in the Bronx, you know, yeah. right? Fuck you know, have you seen the out. one? Have you seen the one video where the the dude confronts the like probably the guy in his like mid forties in the supermarket? Yeah, and he's like recording him, and he's like a burly forty year old guy, and he's like, "You're not that guy, buddy. You're not that guy." <laughs> Have you seen that one? No, I don't no, think no. so. No, that's well, yeah, that's like teenager. Either. I guess I don't know. This like younger kid. I don't know what exactly caused the skirt, like the argument, but he's like recording the the big guy, and he's like re- basically recording him, like you know, like what are you gonna do? What do you do? And the big guy literally goes, "You're not that guy, buddy. <laughs> Trust me, you're not that guy." Like as if they'll say, like you cannot like yeah, fuck with don't me. Even try. Like don't, you're not, you're not, you're not on my level. That so. is fuck around and find out. <laughs> You're, you're right not there. yeah. That was the original. Fuck around yeah. to find out. You're, you're not, not that, that guy. guy, buddy. You're not that you're guy. You're not gonna be that guy. Here, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna find it real quick. I <laughs> shit guys like you. You're out. Not that you guy, pal. You don't need to see this. You need to see it right now. We're gonna. Oh, we're distracted. Take, take, watch the show. Watch this part. We're real gonna do quick. a time jump. Everyone. Okay. Oh, how's that? How's that? How's that? Fuck you where you breathe. Okay. Fuck you where you breathe. Don't tell me what the fuck to do. How's that, pal? I didn't tell you what to do. You did. You said don't talk to people who you don't know. I'll talk to whoever the fuck I want to know. Never mind. How's that, pal? Never mind. I did tell him not to talk. That's right. So use your fucking head if you know how. Understood. Okay, you little pimply little shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you guys could not do this in the store. That sounds good to me. So then leave. I'm checking out, sir. Yeah, Check out. Ring out. If you guys, if you could take okay. six, you're not feet. that guy, pal. Trust me, you're not that guy. Okay. Okay. Are you? Absolutely. You're gonna get arrested for this? Arrested for doing what? Just like a pimple on the left. Somebody says something and you don't like it, yes, sir. And you don't like it, right? Is that what it is? If you you little pimp. Yelling, Can you hold you the camera while I check? I'll leave the store. Okay. Fuck you where you bleed, pal. Right where you breathe. <laughs> Go for for fucking Biden and suck right here. Have a good day, sir. <laughs> wow. The line, though, you're not that guy, you're pal. You're not that Trust guy, me, not pal. That guy. You're not that guy. Yeah. Oh, man. That's the original. That's the two years ago. Fuck around and find out. I, I, wish, I wish I knew what that was about. I, I, I wish You're I did too. It sounds like Walgreens. It seems very yeah, innocuous. It sounds like the one guy maybe was getting in, like, just bump, mind, like jumping in this guy's business about something. <laughs> it's like, fuck know. you where you breathe, pal. No, you don't fuck around with that guy. So <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, I like fuck you where you breathe. That's, that's like, great. See, like, fuck you where that, you breathe. Fuck yeah, you. that's like fuck around and find out. That's yeah. like. <laughs> You're not that guy, pal, is great video. Listen, I got called a shit ass once, and the guy's fucking (laughs) fucking teeth fell out. I do remember that. (laughs) I'll never forget that in my life. Oh, my God. Uh, What are we doing on the show? Moving on to another video. (laughs) Fuckers. I think that was, we needed to hear that, though. Uh, Uh, But I want to talk about a trailer. All this seems just ridiculous after not that guy, pal. Uh, the new trailer for the Continental Show on the cock from the world of John Wick. This is coming out mm. September 22nd. It is a three-part event, so I don't know what's that, three-hour-long episodes. Uh, so this trailer gives us a lot of things. What you guys think? Anthony, what would you think of this? Does it give you a geek boner for this show? No. No? Oh, floppy <laughs> jock. Um... I mean, it might be good, right? Um, I'm a little weary about any sort of IP coming on and being a TV show. I think Marvel's really stained my oh boy, my thoughts. Yeah. They're trying to milk this movie IP, then moving into TV, yeah. and then trying to do both. Yeah, 
Um, we haven't seen good success. We really haven't seen success with uh, Star Wars. Apparently, Rings of Power was a disaster. It's all right. So I don't know. It, it, it that's a good. It point. doesn't look as good as the movie. Sure, but it has that. I mean, it's in the seventies. It has that kind of aesthetic. And in this one, we do see a lot of gunplay and a lot of fighting. And can the fight choreography, the action, be on par with those movies? It's such a high bar. It's a high bar with the John well, Wick if movies. If they can do it, that's great. It's just I, the yeah. movies are so high level. I just think that you have to use it as an expansion, but not necessarily in lockstep with the actual continuity. So it like it can inform. Like Rebels was, right? Like you watch Star Wars Rebels, like no one expects you to watch it, but it does inform a lot of stuff if you want to get it in there. In that universe, but and it's you're not expecting thing. it to be the movie. Yeah. You're expecting it just to be its own thing. Well, I but, kind of like the idea of uh, a young Winston and Char- Sharon. Sharon, I mean, say his name. Was that the guy that's playing? He's playing a young yeah, Winston. Yeah, yeah, young Sharon, young Winston, and Mel Gibson running the Continental. So it's the story of how Winston gets control of the continental that's kind of interesting he wrestles it away from mel gibson from mel gibson he's got to defeat mel and it's only three episodes so maybe they'll they won't yeah, fucking dilly dally and they'll bring us like some of the the martial arts in here and the masks like some of that shit looks fun so i'm uh if it's only three episodes, i'm going to watch it i don't really expect much but i'm going to watch it i'm interested in what it could be so it is smart yeah, watch it's it. low low time investment with the three episode yeah, three episodes episodes smart. Hours. that's smart if it's yeah, any good, smart. yeah, right. If it's any good, we should review it. I'm kind yeah, of leave everybody wanting more, right? And just do it well. Just yeah, don't bore the do fuck out well. of people with your fucking meandering stories oh, that don't fucking nobody cares about. Yeah, well, everybody does that. Anyways, uh, that's coming out September 22nd. Listen there, let us know what you think. You can join this conversation. You can join our fun Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. Jock and Nerd. There is a link in the episode description. It is a closed private group just for our listeners geek it up in there spoiler threads lots of fun stuff going on over there now if you have now if you have peacock premium uh you may have noticed uh that it costs a little bit more now and that's because everything is going to cost a little bit more all the streaming services are going up in price disney plus and hulu uh just announced a huge price increase that's going to start in october okay october 12th Disney's ad-free premium plan will increase. It's $10.99. It's jumping to $13.99. It's pretty oh. big. Uh, Hulu, its ad-free tier was $14.99. That's going to $17.99. That's a 20% oh, fuck them. Fuck Hulu. That jump. Again? Hulu ad-free is going from $14.99 to $17.99. Wow. Oh, fuck what a hike. That is a huge jump. Uh, they But what they're doing is they're keeping their ad tier products same price, okay, seven ninety nine. You can bundle it, uh, Hulu Disney Plus, uh, ten dollars for ads or twenty dollar bundle Disney Hulu, ad free. Whereas if you pay for them separately, that's like what thirty eight dollars, forty dollars, thirty something like that. Mm-hmm. So they're doing this because they are going to because they're losing money. Well, here's the thing. One, they are going to be uh, merging Hulu and Disney Plus later this year, apparently. Oh, okay. shit. Yes, I read that. So they're doing this to uh, get people used to that. And I think they're doing this to push you to sign up for their ad tiers. 
because I think they probably make more money with the ad subscriptions. Ads, probably. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably, wow. that's probably, you might be right. That's the first good business idea that's come out of your head ever. They're blowing <laughs> right past the asshole going for the large intestine. They're just going right I mean, for they, it. They, I mean, they'll probably that would keep seem to raising make sense. the prices like drastically to where you're either going to just take it. Because, yeah, because if you're going to sell ads, you want an audience to see the ads. I think so they, they make did, more they're money probably with the forcing you into the ad tier. It's kind of shitty. Ads are annoying. Yeah, but it is. Oh, a you big know what? Savings. Ads are annoying, but you know, I don't find it to be that annoying. I mean, the irony also being Bob Iger is uh, saying he's going to be reducing content, so they're slowing down on content and making you pay more for stuff that's now going to slow. Yeah, down. something's not right. It's kind of odd. I've heard rumors that he may piecemeal sell off Disney, ESPN. That's what I've heard. Yeah, he might sell it to Apple. I heard. I've heard. Yeah, Disney to Apple. Like he can sell, and that's the thing, he can sell ESPN off separately and Fox separately and then sell the remaining Disney to Apple. Does Apple want to be in the theme park business? I don't know. Isn't it crazy how fucking, like a company that made billions of dollars is such, how did they get to this point where they fucking this shitty? Yes, uh, it's kind of crazy. Also, Apple, did you know the world's first $3 trillion company? There, I think it might have went down, but they oh, wow. they broke three trillion dollars, which is insane. So yeah, uh, and here's the the big picture: Netflix, Peacock, Paramount Plus, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube Music all raised their subscription prices this year. Oh shit! Everything's going up. Uh, so I don't know. Did they start bundling? Do people start jumping and just subscribing for like three months and leaving things? Where you just set it and forget it, and you just you don't even know you're paying more, and they just keep raising the prices. I'm waiting for all of these things to collapse and become one. Well, di- so Disney then- and Hulu is going to get be one. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with the other ones. Yeah, some, I mean, so. I don't know if we're going to be paying less. But at least we'll have like have to jump to less things to get stuff. Because right now it's like nine things. This shit, and it, it should yeah. be like five. And it costs as much as fucking cable right now. All this shit, it's no different. So. Something has to happen. Yeah, it is crazy. And then it start when they start cracking down on sharing. Oh, and it's really going to start. Affecting yeah. People. So Netflix started doing that. And I think Disney also mentioned they are going to be doing that. So now they're giving you less content. You won't get to show your password and it's going to cost fucking five dollars more. This is great. <laughs> you know what else is great? Uh, the next movie mo- that MCU is putting out the Marvels. I don't know if it's great. But we're gonna assume it'll be wacky. We're gonna assume it's great as it's yes. gonna be silly. The director Neo DaCosta has made some comments regarding superhero fatigue in the industry, saying she does think superhero fatigue absolutely exists. And now, how is she gonna be different? She says the biggest difference from the other MCU movies to date is that it's really wacky and silly. Uh, talking about the Marvels, the worlds we go to in this movie are worlds unlike you've ever seen before the MCU. Bright worlds that you haven't seen before. All right. So we're going to get a really wacky and silly. Uh, is it going to be like sound effects and like three stooges type? What? This so is what we is want. Is it going to be fart jokes? This in is a, great. This in is a Miss Marvel this movie. This is what everybody uh, is going to the movies for. Well, yeah. I mean, we all thought like Miss Marvel the way Brie Larson played her was a little too uptight. Yeah. But so to say that we haven't seen wacky silly and we've just come off of love and thunder. Exactly. And, 
and She-Hulk and uh, to a lesser extent James Gunn's Guardians. Like, what, what I don't know what what are you talking about? Yeah, we need we need a different kind of energy. That's all. Well, I don't think wacky silly is is the energy we're looking. Yeah, I don't for. think that's, that's what, what we're, we're looking all, for. Uh, we've been lacking apparently. We're looking for that's what's uh, different fantasy and escapism. And so some, figure that one out. Maybe people. a little bit of gravitas and yeah, and stakes. But listen, co- a little bit of comedy in things. Now that's how it is, right? Which it's my, my follow up question is what uh, that dude Adam Devine he made some comments this week uh, appearing on Theo Vaughn's podcast while he was doing press for his Netflix comedy, The Outlaws. Uh, basically, he said that Marvel movies have killed the traditional Hollywood comedy. Okay. He said, quote, you watch comedies nowadays and you're like, this is not a fucking comedy. Where are the jokes? Where are the bits? They're still good comedies, but movie comedy, it's hard. My theory, I think Marvel ruined it. I feel like superhero movies ruin comedies because you go to the theater, you expect to watch something that costs $200 million to make, and comedy movies aren't that. So you're like, why would I spend the same amount of money to go watch a little comedy in the theater if I can get that spent, if I can spend that and watch something that's worth $200 million? And they still make those movies kind of funny. Like, oh, my God, is that raccoon talking? This is hilarious, which it is, but it's not a real comedy. Uh, he got a lot of shit for this online, too. But you know what? I mean, it has a, kind of a point. That, the, that Marvel's a blame for the lack of comedy? Well, I don't know. The, the Marvel type of movie where there's well, a little I bit never of everything. Was, I never was one to go to. The, to be honest with you, I was never one to go to the theater for to a see comedy. a comedy. Really? Yeah, I'm just like. Yeah, unless I really needed to laugh or it was really, really well received. Great comedies in theaters. Come on, uh, that's the best. Yeah. I just don't want to, as I said, I don't want to have to go out and be with other around other people that I don't like <laughs> to see a movie. I could just get the same effect of out of a small screen. You know, the same. Like, I don't need to. See, I mean, there is a communal. Everybody laughs and you yeah, laugh you with everyone. That helps the movie. But if the movie's truly funny, then I don't like. I, I can't like all the Adam Sandler movies that I love, like like a Happy Gilmore. And yeah, I did watch. I all saw them. I, I saw them all, all at home in my fucking yeah. little room. Yeah. And I fucking love them. I don't Maybe they would be better in the theater. Who knows? But I can enjoy them on a small screen. But like a movie with effects and like music that needs to like, like uplift you or like when I went to go see Mission Impossible, I need to see on the biggest screen possible. Mm-hmm. I need to see it with a great sound system, and you know, I just it, it enhances the experience to a, like a, a huge degree. But I understand that the communal effect of like being in a room. Like, if you don't know when to laugh, you're the type of person that needs help to laugh. <laughs> you might want to be in a theater. Is this funny? Oh, other people are laughing. <laughs> I should be laughing too. But you know, see, but like, you never know. It's I, contagious. I, uh, I think. Um, I mean, there's a roundabout way of getting to Marvel killed comedies, just because I think movies for a lot for a bit these past ten five ten years have been event more, yeah. And comedies naturally just aren't event movies. Yeah. Um, that being said, some of my best theater experiences have been seeing movies comedies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just I, mean, I remember seeing Analyze This in the movie. Uh-huh, theater uh-huh, and uh-huh. I think it was awesome. Uh-huh. I remember seeing the Hangover, the first one. Hangover was the one I thought of. I saw it in the theater. Yeah, when I was, saw, yeah. To, to the me, last, that was the last one. To, to me, like in terms of ranking movies that are fun to see in a movie theater, one would be like 
a big budget film, but right up next to it is like a comedy and good, horror movie. A good comedy. Oh, and a good horror movie. Sure. Yeah. Right. Being scared uh, next yeah, to a bunch yeah. of people. The last comedy that I saw in the theater that where it affected my perception of the film. Mm-hmm. That was like an all out comedy, not like Barbie, but like that had some comedy in it was uh, or like a Marvel movie that has comedy in it was Borat. And I saw oh, that yeah. in the theater and that was fucking oh, an experience. I think that like, was. Yes. I think I saw that in the theater. Too. They just. Yeah. There's just something. I saw about- the wrong one in the theater. I saw um, oh, Bruno. Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know he's bringing back Ollie G, Sasha Baron Cohen? He's going to bring back Ollie G all these years later. I think it's been long enough where. There's going to be a bunch of people who don't even know who the fuck Ali G is. Yeah, probably. And you can do the yeah. bit again, which is amazing. But they just Borat. don't make like good comedies that come on the theaters anymore. You had the Jennifer Lawrence one, didn't really do anything. There's a movie Joyride that didn't really do anything. Uh, that are real, that are kind of good comedies. It's just weird how they used to be. I heard that they were good, but yeah. I'm not going to go to the theater to see there them. There used to be several comedies in theaters. Dirt, you know, like raunchy R-rated comedies, like and just bawling and laughing until you're crying. I think, you'll, I think you might great. see some of that come back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, that's just that could be said about every genre. That could be said about the action movie genre. That could be said about uh, dramas. That could be said about like there's just not a lot of variety in general. That is theaters. true. I feel like that there's a lot of people just like us, kind of yearning for. Some kind of things that we grew up with, right? It, or, not, or or things that are lacking in the market share. So like comedies being one raunchy comedies, comedies with balls. I think that that's yeah, that's missing. So speaking of comedies with balls and no balls, have you seen the trailer for that movie Strays? I've never heard. I have. No, I don't even know what you're. Talking I about. saw dogs humping. This is a. And I was like, this is a, oh. yeah. It's like a. It's like a Lassie or a Benji. It's a talking it's dog. Inappropriate. Yeah. R-rated raunchy talking dog com- uh, comedy that's coming out. It's got Will Ferrell, Dennis Quaid, Jamie Fox, uh, Isla hmm. Fisher, Sophia Vergara, Josh Gad, Rob Riggle. Uh, doing the voices. It reminds me of yeah. Sausage Party. Remember that? Movie? I love Sausage Party. Look up the trailer though. It is it's raunchy as fuck, and like all the raunchy dog jokes you could make as dogs is hilarious. So it's very weird because it looks like a kids movie, and it's very much not. It reminds me of Sausage Party, which is yeah. the same thing. Look like a kids movie, yeah. But this, yeah, this is live at. And so <laughs> this looks interesting. And again, you don't see movies like this coming out all the time. But Strays caught my attention. I was like, oh, what is this? This is a return to form. Anyways, you know the last comedy I really liked. Yeah, yeah I forgot to mention. Just real quick yeah. in the theater that had a great time. Yeah. just laughing with a bunch of people yeah. was Ted. Oh, Ted was a good one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but you're right. A lot of these I did discover at home on VHS. But they, yeah, I don't, I think I don't they, feel like I laugh as hard at home. Hmm. Yeah, no, I laugh. No, I you maybe they have to be great movies. Like if they're yeah. just, yeah. I think you can go and see a shitty comedy in the theater and laugh a lot. Cause it's contagious. Right. Right. But the true test of a comedy, if it works at home and there what, you what go, are you, are you able, here's another comedy question. Can you, after you've seen a comedy, a really good comedy, can you watch it again and still laugh? Oh, the absolutely. Great ones you can absolutely. Yeah. You memorize the lines. You watch it over and over again. And, uh, yeah. Like airplane still holds up. I've seen that movie a yeah. hundred times. It's still fucking hilarious. Sure. Airplane, yeah. yeah. Seeing that in the theater would have been Tropic Thunder still holds yeah, up. That, that's right? cool, yeah. Anchorman. <laughs> Anchorman's Anchorman's classic. still fucking great. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Zoolander's great. Like, they're all Zoolander's like some great, great fucking ass movies. 
anyways, we'll have comedies coming. Still, they're still alive. Adam Devine, don't worry. Relax. His, by the way, his comedies aren't always the greatest. He was great on Workaholics. That Outlaws movie apparently is not that great. Anyways, moving on. There's a follow-up from uh, the thing we talked about last week with Gal Gadot saying she had talked to James Gunn, Peter Safran, and they were going to continue developing Wonder Woman 3 with her. Well, apparently that's uh, not correct. As Variety is reporting, a source to them has told them that they have no plans. Warner Brothers has no plans for uh, Gal Gadot or Wonder Woman at the moment, which is wow. which is interesting. So the big discussion has been, uh, did James Gunn lie? Did Gal Gadot lie? Did they have this conversation? Were they? Did she? Did they have a conversation? And each of them came came away thinking different things. Maybe. Uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think yeah, is happening a- here? quite a conundrum there right. come out and have her say that and then be like well that's not happening i mean, I mean like the only the I, my first thought was why would she lie unless she's just going she's just like pulling a reverse psychology of well now i'm going to force her hand and lie well i'm sure that they told her she said i'm quoting so they told her I something feel like there was there was some kind of thing she wouldn't say i'm quoting like if she was making it up or maybe she would, but who knows? But my, this is my um, personal opinion is that James Gunn is going to have um, Diana Melchior take over for Gal Gadot. Oh, Ratcatcher? Daniela yeah. Melchior? Yeah. As Wonder Woman? Oh, that's sure. Oh, shit. That's a bad, that's a hot take. I, she, he always employs his friends. That's what he does. he, I can't believe when this when this is gonna get announced. Why doesn't he just make his wife Wonder Woman? <laughs> well, <laughs> that would be like really being an asshole. You're gonna recast everybody. <laughs> but I'm just waiting for that announcement to happen. Maybe it won't. But um, was there a misunderstanding? I think it seems to be like, quite a mess over there, and they don't know really what they're doing. Like, Gal Gadot is work for Snyder. It did what need. She was fine. We can do a little better if we need to, but she was fine. Like she, there was no reason to. Just like J- James Cav- Henry Cavill. Yeah, I don't know what's James. <laughs> James Cavill. James Cavill. Who's, who's that? <laughs> James Carvel. Who that is? Uh, James Carvel, <laughs> the, the bald guy. Yeah. Oh no, not this him. Happens when you get old, you just start mixing names up. Shut up, Andrew. Henry Michael. Uh, James Cavill. <laughs> Henry Cavill. There's no reason to get rid of him. All right. But now we got a guy that looks like him. Then yeah. we're going to get a guy that looks like Gal Gadot. Well, we're gonna get Daniela his- Melchior <laughs> does look like, like uh, Gal Gadot, but she's already Ratcatcher, and he's going to keep the Suicide Squad, so I don't know. But she would actually, now that I look at photos of her, she would, she would be good. She could do it. Uh, but it's. I just think they don't. They got a lot of Batmans. They got a lot of uh, uh, things going on. So um, I just think it was a misunderstanding or She's technically Maybe. still Wonder Woman, right? You, you cast somebody else. Well, you can use her in an el- in an elsewhere. I guess you could. Because who? I mean, how many Batmans are there? Who's the Batman? It's all very confusing. No, but we know for sure shit that James Gunn's wife is going to be in shit. <laughs> well, yeah, you know well, she'll be in everything. Speaking of <laughs> James Gunn and stuff that he said as part of his new thing, uh, Blue Beetle is coming out next week. We will have oh yeah full review. The first re- that movie matters. Yeah, uh, okay, I mean, look, they put uh, my only issue. Look, the first reactions are out, and it's, it's getting good, a lot right? of praise. 
as being funny, emotional, a love letter to the Latino culture. I think it's great for Latino families. My only issue is I feel like they showed us the whole movie in the trailer a little bit. That second trailer they keep showing. Look, it sucks that you finally get like a Latino uh, based movie of a, of a superhero that like revolves around Latino-ness and everything. And then it it's pretty much rendered like almost like it's kind of relevant by what, yeah. what's happening in the greater DC universe. So it, it is a tough spot for them. I hope it the movie is good enough to like propel it into the the current status. I know that James Gunn has stated that, yeah. but you know you yeah. can't trust him. No, but know. here's the thing. I listened to this on Michael Rosenbaum's podcast. It's called Inside of You. It's pretty good. He's got some good interviews. I actually you inside of it's you. It's called Inside of You, which is a great title. <laughs> Michael Rosenbaum. We have a drop of his. Oh so, yeah, I listen to it all the time. He interviewed um my favorite, you know, um who are you? Oh, <laughs> oh, he did. I gotta listen to the, the Grillo interview. Yeah, no, my favorite. I, I, who this are was you? a couple. Who are you? This was a couple of months ago. I listened to this. You know me. <laughs> who are you? Who are you? You the discerning <laughs> fan. Good choice. <laughs> he interviewed James Gunn. I listened to it, and Gunn confirmed on there said that the first DCU character for sure is Blue Beetle, while Superman Legacy is the first full DCU movie. This isn't Wait confusing at He at said all. that? Yes, he said that. And it makes, yeah, but didn't he say... It makes no sense. Didn't, didn't he say when Shazam was coming out that like Shazam and the flat, like all this was like part of it? But kind of like, Didn't he kind of hint at that Even too? Even Shazam too? And uh, I don't know. I think he's making uh, shit up, dude. Yeah, I think, I think he's just... He's How testing the have- waters. There, There is... Blue Beetle is going to do horrible well, at the movie. Well, it actually it, uh, it was originally projected to only make like twelve to fifteen million on opening weekend, but they've had some screenings. The word of mouth uh, seems to be spreading on social media now. Oh, early screenings are saying good things when the movie's opening. They're that never happens. Thirty million U.S. opening, Ooh. which is still it's not huge, but better than better than that. Yeah, better it'll than make, the 10 it'll make yeah. 30. 30, 30 is like a good. Safe I think you get hit 30 and uh, the uh, the trick. If it doesn't, that's going to be a decision. The tricky part is how do you promote this thing without access to any of your stars, without access to Cobra yeah, Kai just, kids? They're just lame duck movies. There are the two. Faster they can, but there's two post that, credit scenes. Yeah, so what? <laughs> After these are all lame duck movies and once they're, they just got to get through these and it's unfortunate. If this is a good movie, it's unfortunate. The marketing really hasn't done anything to make it look anything like stand out you know it's a kid in a suit so you know it doesn't look any different than iron man or spider-man um i mean they even in one of the trailers they have a bus getting cut in half yeah where have we seen that before i feel like having several things like yes like the latino community is huge right they should have been represented in a movie years ago absolutely so and this how, is how relevant late. is George Lopez at this point? I mean, yeah. he's still got he's got a TV show with his daughter, I believe. Lopez so, and Lopez. Like, this is late. They've used up all the tropes already, so now they're they're gonna get like the sloppy seconds, and it's not cool. I feel bad because like, Jolo Mariduena is uh, he's great on Cobra Kai, Miguel, and I want him to you know this could have been like a big career boost for him, and it might still be. Uh, two post credit scenes tells me 
they're setting something up. But I kind of am in, I lo- I'm into the whole like Miss Marvel Spider Man. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Let's take bets that uh, James Gunn's wife is going to be at least in one you of think, these people's uh, credit uh, scenes. What, Amelia Hartcourt shows up in this. Sure. Sure. Did she show up in one? She showed up oh, in, in, uh, in uh, the, not the Black Flash, Adam? in Black Adam. No, Shazam. Shazam? She showed up in one of them. It was Shazam, post credit scene. Remember? Or or his brother is going to be in it. <laughs> I mean, to, Imran, to yeah. say that there's a post credit scene implies that they're they're setting something up is... Uh, no. Come on, Imran. No. They, they, they had Henry Cavill show up in a post credit scene for Black Adam, and then two days later, they said, oh, Henry Cavill's that not going to be That is a anymore. good point. That was awkward. Very embarrassing. Uh, but but I think it's pretty open, right? Like you said, if it's good, then maybe you keep the character. If it does well, you can bring him in. And if it's lame duck, then moving on. Just forget about it. And then still Aquaman. So this is this is a Walter Hamada project that was originally intended for HBO Max, also. And yeah. uh, then they just developed it and pivoted. So, well, it was better than uh, Batgirl, apparently. I guess I guess it had to be better than Batgirl that got deleted. Off their servers. That movie never existed. Forget about it. Did you see, by, speaking of deleted, real quick, um, before you go, did you see that uh, like on Marvel's release schedule, Echo is not on there anymore? Oh, they pulled Echo off? They also yeah, pulled that, uh, Deadpool 3 off. That was the other big story, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, the Disney Plus, like, I think the latest thing I saw, I saw was like Echo was not Wait, on the... Wait, we have to... Because Echo, they were going to drop all at once... Um, but I believe Deadpool three has been pulled off the the release for now, because remember they were shooting it. Did you guys see any of the we can the the set shots that were coming out? We saw the one with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, he's in the yellow suit. There was another one where there was a big Fox Studios logo that was like broken down at the end, uh, and they were shooting around that, and they were fighting. Uh, oh man, Echo also. Not on the release calendar. Oh, shit. But that sounds like it was all done and they were just going to squirt it out. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I just would love to be James Gunn. <laughs> well, Fredo. Because he made he, he probably made a deal for like millions and millions of dollars to just suck. Like he's just going like it, there's no way this any of this shit's going to be good. It's just bad. It's and, and like and Marvel's already it's like like tanking their shit, too. So like it's like. All of this stuff, like it's the worst time to get into the superhero business right now. It's like <laughs> well, the I worst was Marvel, time. I would just not even release Echo. November 29th. It still says, hmm, let's see if it still comes out. Yeah. No one wants to see an Echo yeah, show. Maybe. Like, don't, unless, it's, unless you have a hit, do not release that show. Like, what you, like no one wants to see any of this shit, really, to be <laughs> honest with you. I mean, again, this is a great time for James Gunn and DC to like finally plant their thing and do something different that's not Marvel. Marvel's Isn't showing it? their weak belly like a little every bit. Every great po- you know property has already been burnt, either to good effect or to terrible effect. Like, you know what I mean? There's, they've already burnt so much stuff. And so all that's left is like fumes right at this point. So it's like it's the worst time to get into this. Game yeah, I think I think it's a terrible time to get into this. I'm, I, I don't agree with what you said, Imran. What? That this is a great time to get into flat your no, flag. It's a good time for DC to take advantage. Maybe not. Maybe just overall the burnout is not going to help. Even if you make the greatest fucking Superman movie ever and win everyone back and show up Marvel. 
Did you see, too, on the Deadpool front? I think I saw that Taylor Swift got cast as the Dazzler. Is that true? I think that's some fan cast. That would be amazing, oh, though. Wait, wait, wait. Because I saw that on a pretty Taylor close, Swift site. as Dazzler is kind of perfect casting if you're going to do all the X-Men. But where is she coming in? In Deadpool 3? Yeah, there's X-Men in Deadpool Screen Rant has it. Oh, shit. As a CBR. Because there was an image of her like wearing a Deadpool costume going around. I saw that. Uh... Wow, oh. that's the end of the world right now. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad at that. It makes sense. That's she has reach. videos. She's fucking ruling the world. She can do whatever she wants now, apparently, I guess. Yeah, it's like you could just be mediocre and be so famous. It's crazy. Yo, she, I guess maybe I it's a rumor. I, don't I think know. it's a rumor. I don't know. Yeah. It would be kind of That'd funny. That'd be funny, though. Well, the other rumor I saw about like tying things together was that what happened in Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, in Earth 838 may be the cause for like a war between that universe and the mcu that may be explored inside deadpool 3 possibly tie into loki or something that would be a nice way to continue that because that would be all like the fox characters right coming back i guess if xavier was there it could be like all the fox x-men i thought i saw that or maybe it was that or i saw a rumor that uh those 838 characters were gonna try to hunt down wanda Oh, yeah, because she caused all she killed them all. Right. She killed that Illuminati. So now they're trying to get her. And that I mean, that could kind of work if it I don't know how you introduce Wanda in Deadpool or how Deadpool would get involved. But the TVA is also in Deadpool. So maybe Loki, too, has something to do with it. If they actually thought this out and threaded that through, that would be kind of fun. You want to know what I think that the comic book movie making uh, or or. Content making like world needs right now. What does it need, Rux? It needs fucking image comics from the nineties. Oh god. It needs pouches. Oh yes. It needs shoulder pads. (laughs) It needs ridiculous guns. It needs girls with scoliosis (laughs) with huge tits. Bending back. This is what it needs. We need fucking high hair. Probably feel. We need explosions. Feel. We need speed lines. We need fucking Captain America with fucking misshapen boobs. We need it all. Are you saying this is what we need? Bob Leafield can save the entire industry. I feel like that we're at the we're at the point where like that as well. We need a, a we need like a, a nice hit of adrenaline into this. We need to have fun again with fucking. We these need moves. something, but uh, we're gonna have to wait. And see where it goes. But right now, we're going to take a break, play some promos. And then we got something on the other side. We got a dope-ass Hong Kong action movie to discuss right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey there, everyone. Brian here, host of TV Trivia Pod. It's a trivia-style podcast focusing on TV and movies. Listen in for questions like, what's the name of Michael Scott's screenplay? What do you say to view the Marauder's map? And what's everyone eating in the post credit scene of Avengers? Play along to TV Trivia Pod anywhere you get podcasts. And stay tuned for more trivia! Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. That is by far my favorite because it's also character driven and the stakes are high and there's much more of a mystery and intrigue to it. A game like Wolfenstein, which people are saying are one of the most socially important video games of the past 10 years. Catch our shows on radio worldwide seven days a week or at any time on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on over 30 more podcast outlets. Doc and Nerd. 
listener, if you enjoy the show, this is a good time to join our Patreon fan club. Just visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! There's a link in the description, and uh, you can give back and support the show. Last week, we put a call out because we're, again, this is episode 499. Remember, we're approaching 500. Almost 500. We put a call out to try to get some more Patreon subscribers. Well, fellas, we got one. Yeah. Yeah. Huge thank you. Shout out to new Patreon member, Brian J. Hell yeah. Signing up this week. Didn't think that would happen. I know. It it worked. Now we just need 17 more Brian's to sign up every once a week. Yeah, we need like enough. We want 500 patrons so on our 500th show. I'm so excited, Brian. I got to give you this. I like turtles. You get all the good stuff. So thanks so much, Brian. It's great. So we added one. Let's keep it coming. We are hitting 500 next week. Brian right now is enjoying such things as a bonus podcast feed that has uh, the shows coming out early. There's bonus content, instant reaction, post shows, a lot of fun stuff, hours of extra things to listen to. Brian can also join us on our Discord Hangouts, monthly Discord Geekouts. This month, it will be August 24th, Thursday, August 24th. Uh, link uh, at our Patreon page. And uh, there's a tier where you can pick any movie you want us to watch and review just for you. So Brian is enjoying all those benefits. Be like Brian, listener. Be like Brian. There's another thing. Patreon and Spotify have done this integration where the Patreon-only content that you get as a paid member of the Patreon side, you can now listen to in Spotify. That's a plus. Oh, shit. I don't know. I clicked a button, and it's synced up. I don't know what it looks like on the other side. So if anybody has any questions, issues, reach out. But you can listen to the exclusive Patreon feed in Spotify once you sign up. gives you access. It's kind of fun. So I like it. All that cool stuff, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Okay. Let's get to our review this week. Before I play the spoiler alerts, we are, I'm just going to tell you, we are reviewing John Woo's Hong Kong action film, Hard Boiled, from 1992. Anthony, why did we pick this movie, uh, and what is their plan for the little tournament moving forward? Yeah, we picked this movie because at some point in the near future, we are going to do our last tournament for the action movie genre. It'll be uh, all all the movies that we've talked about, but just the top four from the 80s, 90s, and 21st century. Okay. And given the fact that in the 80s and 90s, we didn't include foreign films, we let Rugs and uh, Senor Bellotti pick Johan Bellotti, yes. Yes. Pick two action movies from the 80s that were foreign and two from the 90s that were foreign to fill in that gap, and those those four movies will also be in the tournament for a 16 team all time tournament. Nice. And hard boiled is one of the movies they picked. It is one of the nineties movies that they picked. So what are those four movies that were added? Yeah. Great question. So it's police story, the killer police story, three, AK super cop, and then hard boiled. Yes. Police story from the eighties. We reviewed that already. So then I think hard boiled was a good one to pick from the nineties to give it a nice dive deep into. Uh, Basically, John Woo or Jackie Chan. Pretty much going up against each other. I mean, they're, they're at the top of their game in the foreign markets yeah, at so that point. It's, like, a, was, it's a great addition. Definitely needs to be in there. I can't wait to do that tournament. You know what? I can't believe there wasn't a John Woo film starring Jackie Chan. Like, why oh, did why that did they, not happen? Oh, my God. We got to talk about that. Okay, hold on. First, spoiler alerts for Hard Boiled right now. 
Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. That would have been kind of... Well, I, I can tell you why. We'll get into that later. Anyways, <laughs> Hard Boiled is uh, a movie directed by John Woo. In fact, his last movie before he moved on to Hollywood, transitioned from Hong Kong to Hollywood director. He does Hard Target the next year, right? That's his next movie. On Rotten Tomatoes, this movie standing at 92%. With 71 reviews, 7.8 out of 10, 92% audience rating also. Made for a tiny budget of $4.5 million. Uh, and in Hong Kong, it makes $19 million. And it came out in the U.S. and only made like $71,000. Wasn't a huge release kind of. You had to go find it. I think I remember when it was out and people talking about it. Um, this movie, like I said, directed by John Woo with a screenplay by Gordon Chan and Barry Wong and starring in the lead as Tequila, Inspector Tequila, Chow Young-Fat, who has worked with John Woo on all his movies, I believe, right? Like, isn't he in The Killer? And that All of the Hong Kong all ones, the Hong yeah, Kong he's ones, in yes. John Woo and Jay, uh, Chow Yun-Fat uh, have a great relationship working together. Uh, also, you have Tony Leung Chu Wai. More, but yeah. Not, oh, then. really? They had a falling guy? Yeah. Uh, Tony Leung Chu Wai playing Alan, one of the gangsters, and a bunch of other people that I'm not going to read their names. But you do have a character named Mad Dog. You got to have a character named Mad Dog always in these movies. It's a rule. It's a rule. Uh, anyways, Anthony, had you seen hard-boiled before have you heard of it no really i'd heard of it never seen it uh going to art school in the 90s i hung out with film majors who were into action movies and whoa they were all about these john woo hong kong movies so i remember hearing about this movie and watching it back in the college days It was like the holy trilogies like a better tomorrow the killer and hard-boiled all of his john woo's well known um, yeah three yeah major one was the kind of movies where like dude you gotta watch this and you got turned on to john woo and it was the best thing ever so uh watching it for the first time anthony what happens in hard boiled what is it about hard boiled is about a cop that is investigating the triads for some smuggling and he accidentally kills an undercover cop but that doesn't deter him because he needs to still take down the triads who are still smuggling. And because he's on this path, he comes across another undercover cop. And then they got to work together and take down all the people and shoot a lot of guns. And that's the movie. <laughs> yeah, kind of a little intricate crime thriller. You don't know who's who. Uh, so first time watching this coming out now that we've watched all these action movies. What are your thoughts on uh, Hard Boiled? It's weird because uh, I saw the John Woo. I feel like I've watched John Woo's career in the 80s and 90s backwards. Yeah. The first ever John Woo movie yeah. I saw was Face Off. Yeah. You know, and I've seen Hard Target. And then watch, I watched The Killer, actually, before I watched Hard Boiled. Oh. Done like a little bit of a different, like a roundabout way of getting to the Hard Boiled. Um, so like a lot of the stuff that I'm seeing didn't surprise me, but then there's still stuff in the movie that surprised me. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is from, I, re- I did a little research. This is like the, the cherry on top for John Woo. It, like the building of a better Zenith. tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, and then the killer. And then this is the last movie before he goes Hollywood. Yeah. And, uh, I can see why. I mean, this is just chaos. This is just mayhem. This is. I'm so glad that you saw the killer before this because it is like a great, like you can see the, 
you like you watch the killer, then you watch this. You're like, holy shit, he really fucking amped it yeah. up to like eleven. Yeah, he went. Yeah, I mean, thirteen, whatever number you want. He went all the way. <laughs> and um, yeah, this is you know, this is the gun foo. This is the heroic bloodshed. This is the start of you know where we get to today, where you've seen like the John Wicks and yeah. the extractions, where it's a lot more precise. But this is more stylized violence. Um, yeah, it's just fucking mayhem, man. I don't even know. Yeah, it, uh, like you're a little desensitized to it, but still, like seeing <laughs> all that shit happen, it's just a crazy fucking it's movie. Relentless. I mean, well, it, you're you're in a strange place because you've watched it now after you've watched all of the great action movies already, like of, of right. our time. So right. now you got to go back and you're like, oh, you got to put this in context of like, oh, they weren't always shooting guns and, and shit like this in other movies. This no. is like the one. No, yeah. This I mean, is, I was trying to compare it to like the 80s and 90s movies around that time. Like Commando or right. something like that, you know? Like a Commando or... um like a Terminator or like a, I don't even know, like the Universal Soldier. Like you were seeing stuff, but it wasn't like this. I mean, the the blood splatter and the, the amount of shots in the body and dude sliding and so much I mean, sliding. just the amount of people. This is the most unsafe fucking shooting <laughs> this movie. Fucking experience probably anyone ever had. Like, yeah, how many people, squibs had to go off? Yes. How, how many yeah. times, how many times people went through glass? I love the yeah. fact that like, People just dive through glass when they get shot. They fly they through the air when they get shot. Yeah. Like it's just. I mean, it is. If it, the movie is literally like bullets, blood, and people flying through the air. High body count, very bloody. Oh, I mean, so many innocent people. Oh, I mean, innocent just, people die. Fuck. It is a ballet, though. It's kind of a ballet of action. The spectacle. I've never seen a movie with so many shootouts and people jumping with two guns and shell cases flying in slow motion is the coolest shit. So many, all those squibs, hundreds of squibs, hundreds of rounds of bullets. Uh, unbelievable, unbelievable stunt work. Like, it's so insane and it's relentless and reckless and you're almost exhausted by the end of but it. But there's no reality to it. They're like, no. yeah, they're, they're, there's like, a heightened like stylization yeah. that makes it like you know it's not right. There's no like versum ver. I can't even say the name. Verisimilitude. Verisimilitude. Yeah. But there's all there's almost. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> there's none of that. There's almost something charming about kind of seeing the squibs though. Kind of seeing the the stuff that's being used. Like there's like a squib dance that they do. Oh, oh there was. <laughs> it's like the squib shuffle <laughs> where they're like. I'm getting hit by bullets. And if you don't know what a squib you know? is, listener, it is essentially a a charge of like gunpowder in a packet with blood that is wired and has to be set off and timed. And also, you, the guy's got to be protected so it doesn't blow in and fucking burn you. But that's a little mini fucking gunpowder explosion, right? Essentially, that's just going off over and over again on everyone. You got to wire this shit up. It's so much work to put, put these things together. But I, you could see how like Tarantino gets inspired by a lot of this, uh, and a couple other directors. Oh yeah, that movie "Shoot 'Em Up" with with Clive Owen yeah. is like a, it's like a an ode to this. It's just oh, like right. nonstop shooting. Yeah. yeah, lots of slow mo, but I didn't mind. Like the slow mo kind of works in uh, when John Woo does it in this movie. Uh, well, like, yeah, because you're watching it, 
you have to be in 1992 when you're watching yes. it. No one was doing Dude, slow mo like that. This fucking blew our socks off. We're like, what the fuck is this? By the way, the I whole mean, the, the whole movie is on YouTube, available free to watch. Oh. you don't have to rate. I mean, that first shootout yes. in the with with the freaking birds. Let's in talk the about this cafe. Yeah, what, what's, what is? Let's, let's, wait, let's stop I don't here. even know what kind of like. What kind of place this is this? Is apparently... like you just have bird cages like so sitting like, over. I don't so you go to get coffee. tea. Yes. So you go it's to get tea, tea and they give you a bird. Yeah, they give you, or you your, bring your bird. No. Do you bring your own bird? I think you like, can rent the birds there. I think you go. I there, was just thinking about how unsanitary bird. that is. And, yes, you just have bird just shit. Bird shit while you try to eat. It's sitting over your table. <laughs> it's wild, but the whole I didn't understand it either. But I liked how they used the bird cages. And I think hiding, John Woo just likes birds. Hiding the guns inside the He's bird like, cage. How can we get birds in this scene? So the, must, I mean, the yeah. scene, the scene makes no sense, no, right? Right. Like, why is the undercover guy shooting up everybody? He just he's doing himself no favors right. as the undercover guy. Like he deserves to get shot. Oh, this movie script doesn't even know what also, it's they're doing. Just, they're <laughs> buying like two guns at a time that are in the bottom of a birdcage. Like that's all. That's it. All this you're just getting two. But, but the scene that the part that makes it for me is not just. I mean, everyone's getting shot. But when he goes down the fucking staircase, dude, sliding shooting, down, sliding the banister, down on his back, shooting with two <laughs> guns is the fucking most badass thing. He first of all, no one had ever done that before. I love Italian fat does this whole uh, action scene with a fucking toothpick in its mouth like a fucking bad. He was smoking a cigarette. Oh, yeah. With a toothpick <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> I love now, is that. Is that before Cobra or after Cobra? I don't it's even know. Cobra. Oh, this is yeah, after so that, Cobra was in the 80s. So yeah. maybe he was doing a Cobra. So I Stallone do it. But fuck the slot. I love the sliding down double gun shooting is fucking fantastic. And all these the sliding down and then him. Chasing down the uh, the the um, undercover guy that we don't know is undercover, right. and then like being covered in flour that's next nice. to him. Yeah, that, as he blows him away, and the blood just splatters <laughs> on his face, and he's all in the white, and his buddy gets killed. Uh, it's a fantastic scene. Uh, so many kneecaps are shot out in this movie. Also, <laughs> everybody's kneecap. I just I just don't get like it's a great scene. Yeah, I just don't get like the 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 the, the bad guys are so bad that they're like. We're, people are running out of the restaurant. The like, get the fuck out of my way, yeah. so I'm going to kill you. Later on, they just kill like, the hospital people that were trying to no, evacuate. Just, like, these bad guys don't give a oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. The, the, they killed the staff. There is no humanity in the anyone customers. in this movie. It's amazing. No, yeah, it's like it's like the complete lack of humanity, but then it makes it... It's like, why is this entertaining? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Grand Theft Auto. It's like you're just fucking taking people out for the no apparent reason. of it is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's complete mayhem. Uh, then let's get to the next action scene in the when the warehouse raid, when uh, Jimmy Wong, Scott Allen, and they're gonna hit Uncle Hoy's place, and Allen's kind of turned on his uncle. And I just love they're driving in, and there's just like guys with grinders and there's sparks flying. I don't know why, just because it looks cool. But this whole fucking sequence, so many explosions. And motorcycles <laughs> exploding and people things, flying through the air. It is fucking insane. Things explode for no reason. For no reason. Things fall apart. Like someone shoots a gun and like a whole entire scaffolding <laughs> falls apart. He like, shoots no, a car. There's no reason for this explodes. to happen. Uh, right. So first, like the gang shows up and they descend. And then there's that whole deal with Alan and Jimmy Wong and he kills him or whatever. And then fucking tequila. Right. Just shows up by himself. Say, himself. There's no backup. 
He's on the roof. He's tossing in smoke grenades, and then comes fucking swinging down like Spider Man with an automatic rifle, shooting everybody. But there's like how many gang? There's like 30, 40, 50 gang members here. It's just him. He takes <laughs> no, out it's, everybody. It's just it's just him, and he's been warned not to like get involved. Yeah, he, they told him not to pursue this case. You're off the case. Yeah, because they want their their inside guy right. to fucking work this right. shit. Right, he's gonna blow yeah, the Tony undercover guy's character. Spot. Wait, but take a one step. We can go back to this real quick. Yeah. But one step back, even like how this movie is so stupid, but yet so funny <laughs> yes, and like so good, great. Is that scene where Tony Leung's character kills the guy in the library? Right? Oh, with yes. the gun hidden in the book. Yes, I didn't understand and, any of this and left the blood on and it. Like. Well, I didn't see he just he used a silencer. Why does he leave the gun in the book? <laughs> he puts it back with the blood. On and I'm like, there's clearly they're going to know there was a book here. And, like, then, and then Chow Yun Fat is just like, like oh, oh, that looks like a book. was. <laughs> yes, it was. A <laughs> and book. he goes to he figures out what aisle the book is on. It's like, <laughs> Chow Yun Fat is this blood stain is, is a size book sized hole in it. <laughs> Look, people were dumb back in the day. <laughs> and then he <laughs> finds now. the same fucking book. And the gun is in yeah. there. And the guy, and the guy left the gun in there. Uh, did he wipe the prints? What was he doing? I didn't understand why he had to do anything. And then, and then him finding the gun. What does that even lead to? <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of story things. Like you got the cards and the flowers, and then it's code, and there's stuff going on. Like, oh yeah, they're doing the like follow up. Yeah, like, they're singing. The they're this, trying to do the, the scale. singing of the, co- with the code. No, was one of those songs like "Hello" from Lionel Richie? I n- no, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> But the music's yeah, we, great. You hear a lot of like. By the way, Tequila is a uh, cop who plays jazz clarinet. That's how cool he is. He does. Yes. That's how cool yes. he is. And John Woo is in the movie as the bartender. Yes, John Woo is in the used movie. To be a, he used to be a cop. Yeah, he's like his mentor, his sounding board. His name is Mr. Wu. This, apparently, the script for this movie kept changing all the time. Like, Mr. Wu was added and Johnny Wong was added. And originally. The bad guy was supposed to be like a baby poisoning psychopath. Like he was poisoning oh, yeah. babies, baby food. Well, it changed. He also, he apparently he got a lot of criticism for a glamorizing gangster life. Yes. So he made Chow Yun fat a police officer. So he's like, I'm going to do one where I glorify the cops just to balance right. it. Out. And this is kind of what he does. So, yeah, but I'm still going to throw babies. But there's still the got to be babies. Of course. <laughs> it, that re- oh, we'll get to that scene. It reminded me of the flash. I kept thinking about the flash. Oh, my God. Where's the microwave? Uh, when you need yes, one. You need the microwave. But no, back to tequila swinging down from the ceiling. There's another great moment where that dude, mad dog lights his cigarette with a, like a fire car on fire. I love that shit. Uh, but tequila taking down fucking motorcycles in midair with what is that fucking grenades he's just shooting i love it he shoots the motorcycle it's it goes down it's sliding towards him he leaps up shoots the other motorcycle while he's in the air that one explodes oh, yeah he like leapfrogs one motorcycle so and shoots another one on. in midair that shit is the shit right there like if i didn't see john claude van damme do yes, this he did it a year later <laughs> in another movie i would have been shocked but like yeah, like that's the shit this movie does. It just there's a motorcycle guy who jumps into a, the back of a truck yes. and hits a bunch of boxes. Yeah, he drives right and into like, the truck. I know truck. the stuntman like died doing <laughs> that. I'm right into the truck. And I just love whenever well, people get shot, they just are flying they, off their yes. feet going backwards. Bullets send you flying backwards, especially a hundred yeah. of them. Uh, there's no way that someone didn't die on the set of this. There's got to be like multiple <laughs> I mean, body counts. Glass in the eyes, at the very least. There's so much fucking glass and shit. People exploding. are on fire. Yeah. 
they're getting launched no, off is, things. No, this is CGI fire. These are all real explosives that they hit the time and set and just blow up. There's a scene later where fucking Charlie and Fett's running with the baby down the hallway and there's legitimately bombs going off behind him. <laughs> I believe Chow Young Fat goes, I, I tried I fired them a little bit sooner so it looked like it was closer to him as he was running. Like, no regard for fucking safety, possibly. <laughs> but then you get amazing things. I lo- also love the standoff at the end of this with Alan and Tequila, and they both got guns to each other. And tequila just pulls the trigger right away. He was just gonna shoot him in the head. And he's out of bullets, and then Alan just walks away, and then you find out they find out about each other. Well, that's uh, Wu loves a good Mexican stand. That is the Mexican standoff. He's always got. There's a lot of them. Yeah, there's a lot of them in this movie. Uh, what'd you think, Anthony? When it was all said and done, how did you feel about this movie? Chaos, man. I just thought it was chaos. I just, I really enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, but it's just a weird movie experience because I've watched I've watched history in reverse. So I've seen what now what it looks like, where it's much more realistic, um, not as like over the top, but like much like some style, but not like this, right? So this is like Yeah, there was just like ballet of like, violence. Yes. I feel like Glorious. in the eighties and nineties, there was just no like like number one, the audiences were stupider. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna just put that out there. Like whatever. Like there was there wasn't a culture of like uh fans of stuff. People would just kind of like were very casual about how they went about things. I think that these movies created the fandom. Mm-hmm. Like that the action movie fan. Mm-hmm. And so it was very early on in the infancy of people being fans of action films and people were just hungry. It didn't really matter like just with horror movies. People didn't really care about uh, scripts or if anything made sense. They just wanted to see something new and dynamic. And this thing, it brought something batshit crazy to you. And you were like, holy fuck. And then, yes, it did. This thing rippled throughout the whole industry. Uh, John Woo becomes a staple of American action. And to the point where he goes into the premier flagship American action movie genre, which is M- Mission Impossible. Yeah. And directs uh, the second movie, so I feel like he he skyrocketed to the the very like the cream of the crop is as much as impossible, right? Oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, when when we get to that that hospital scene, I mean, it is just no, I don't know how long it is. Maybe what thirty minutes? It's long. Like the whole it's third mayhem. act is the is in this hospital. It, it is mayhem. I mean, when when. There's so many things to talk about. One of the ones that sticks out to me is when Tony Leung's character and Mad Dog are like in this like ballet of chasing each other and yeah. shooting each other. Yeah. And they're just like running down the hallway, like on opposite sides of the, the walls, oh, shooting yeah, at each shooting other. through each other. Like one will jump out through one window and the other guy jumps through the other window in the corner. Right. It's just insane. Like that and I mean, the, the long take oh. where, where it's like the track, like the thing about what I liked about Wu in this movie is. He used the tracking shots during action scenes, yeah. but he also used tracking shots during like non-action scenes. Yeah. So it just created this whole like very visceral, grounded atmosphere in in a situation that's not at all like grounded. There's like, a there's, yeah, that, there's so much violence that it's like is not real. There's a fantastic three minute long one-er, one take shot in the hospital, and it's actually oh, it's quite good. smart. What they go through the hospital, shooting everything up, stuff is exploding. They go in the elevator 
And then that gives them a chance to have some dialogue, some character development. And the elevator opens on another floor. Well, what they did was when the doors closed, the crew really quickly had to redress, reset all the explosive, change the setting, the, the set behind the elevator so it looked like another floor. And then they just came out and started blasting people and blowing shit up right away. Uh, the timing and the choreography of that is really, it's impressive. I love the one. There's, a, there's a part right in the beginning of the long, long take mm-hmm. where Tequila Yoon has a, has a shotgun. So they blow up the first two people. And then there's, it literally makes no sense. <laughs> Chow Yun's fat character is pointing the shotgun at a, at a, at a glass like window or whatever. Yeah. And some guy jumps out the window and gets shot midair. <laughs> it's like, why was the, like how did he know there was a guy there that was going to jump out the fucking jump through a glass window and he shoots him midair. A little bit of it became like, like a video game or like a carnival game where, you know, things are popping up and you just got to shoot them down. Oh yeah. <laughs> like it had that effect a little bit. Um, I love Alan walking into the hospital with the shotgun in the box of flowers, like the fucking T2. This would have been after T2. It's very T2. Yeah. The, the guys, like, sometimes they don't even try to hide. Like, no. they're just in the middle of a hallway, just, like, shooting at people. Oh, there's so many people in the crossfire, yeah. too. Regular yeah. babies. And they kept cutting to the babies. And I was constantly like, who's going to save the babies? That's a bunch of babies. How are you getting all the fucking babies out there? It was quite harrowing with the babies getting out the window and him fucking leaping. It's fantastic. Uh, them sliding out from the morgue drawers. And shooting and killing. It's fucking fantastic. On the gurney. Oh, I wrote that down. Yeah, that one where they dive through the morgue drawers. Fantastic. <laughs> and come through the other side and start shooting. Oh, yeah. In that, uh, that three-minute scene, Alan kills the cop accidentally and has the whole fucking conversation about, did I kill a cop? Uh, I thought that was interesting. Like, he threw in some Oh, yeah, like, yeah. He's like, don't worry about it. Don't. Like, he's like, did I? Because, yes. It. And he's like, fuck. And he just basically tells him, stop being a pussy. Yeah. He's like, it happens. <laughs> I did it too. Uh, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> yes, the patients evacuate and then they just start mowing down the fucking patients for just for no reason. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Alan. That's when Mad Dog turns and is like, oh. So I don't understand. Alan. Can't kill uh, innocent. Alan on the boat got shot in the back. And, yeah. and then he oh, was yeah, fine. With a shotgun. Yes. He gets sprayed with a shotgun, like three or four shots in the back. He's fine. And then later, he literally electrocutes himself to get the door open. He's fine. This man. Oh, yeah. John, John Woo does this in both The Killer and this, and probably in A Better Tomorrow, where like the main guys get shot, like brutally shot. They they're just like up and still shooting. Yeah, they're still going. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just the flesh wound. But like um, that dude with the. Mad Dog was fucking like the Terminator. Mad Dog was movie. fucking oh, yeah. intimidating. Yes, when he's coming after you, I ex- you know he does the turn. He turns into like he a, did turn. He wanted to save the sympathetic yeah. character. Tried to, if, to redeem himself at the he end. Turned but, on Johnny Wong and tried to shoot him and then got killed. But yeah, I wouldn't have done that. I would have had him go out like a fucking punk ass. You like, know, speaking of like stupid and stuff, because of movies like this, I always thought that like just getting shot wasn't a big deal. Like, if you got <laughs> shot, but in like. On your arm, your shoulder, or your leg. Yeah, like this. You were you could you could you could keep yeah, you, going. You'll make it. You'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> you might fly I through the air. How much you that just would blow rally. you up. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Do you fly through the air, or can you just get up and keep going? Like they're showing us both things when you get shot. I guess. It's I mean, <laughs> these they they literally just like get hurt, grab well, listen, it for a little bit, and then keep going. Yeah. In these movies, you got to get shot like thirty times before you die. <laughs> 
Uh, that other great moment is when well, he's running with the baby, shit is exploding, and then his legs are on fire. Remember, and then the baby oh. pees and puts out the fire. That lad made That's me amazing. laugh. And then well, him- before that, he's singing a lullaby oh, to the yes. baby and shooting him. Yes, shooting people. There's, he put cotton balls in the ears in his defense, so the baby couldn't hear. He's a cute baby. It was, a, it was a very cute baby. And then that that must have been a stunt guy. That's not Chow Yun Fat. The jump out of the building with the baby in the arms and the fucking explosion behind him was fucking. That was great. Well. Even when they're evacuating the babies earlier than that, it's just like so stupid. Like they're evacuating the babies through a window and they know that there's people on the roof like shooting, shooting at them. Yes. Like, what, what, what kind of decision is this? To they don't to start shoot any of the babies, babies through bad the window. They draw yeah, the line at terrible. shooting babies, apparently, which is probably a good call. They did, well, but they also have the blood splatter. They on did the baby. have the blood splatter on the baby, and he had to wipe it off. I was like, Jesus Christ, really? I was the whole time. I was that, like, when when the blood splatters on the baby, I was like, Wow, <laughs> least, I this is dark. Yeah. I think they should have killed at least one baby. Though. I mean, like, they, one, they one stop, baby they should have killed everybody that. else, and they stop at killing. It's babies. just it's unfathomable that like they all got out fine. Yeah, all the babies <laughs> out were the fine. window, down, yeah, under the rain. Like someone, one baby should have fired. There's, there's fucking cop cars exploding. Let, let me, let me uh, let, you did you see this, Imran, back in the day or no? Uh, I did see this in college once. Yes, okay. yeah. Well, I, I was oh yeah, it was demand viewing. Yes, like, it, like stories of this movie reverberated throughout uh, everywhere. Like people gather. Yeah, that, that's what I want to know. Is like take yourself back to ninety two or whatever. Yeah. Like what? What was this like when it came out? Well, oh, I just remember like someone coming up to me and saying, "Have you seen Hard Boiled yeah. or any John Woo movie yet?" And I'm like, "No," and they're like you got to get to it like ASAP because. The amount of squibs that's yes. all they told me. Like the amount of squibs that they use in this movie is the insane. Squib work is intense. and I'm like, okay, I'm like, so like, there's a lot of blood. He's like, oh my god, there's just people like they have like they're outfitted with probably from like head to toe with squibs that are just going off at any moment. And I'm like, okay, so I saw the killer first because that was that came out first. And uh, I was like, okay, this is impressive. But then when I saw Hard Boiled, I was like, holy shit, this is like on like the killer was like already crazy, but like this one is even more nuts. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the acrobatics and the and uh, it, it was just ridiculous. Like the baby thing, like everything was just crazy. I, for me, like it was the perfect timing of events. I'm in fucking art school in Brooklyn. It's the early 90s. It hits at the right time, inspires everyone to want to make fucking action movies. Like we would just go around walking around all day going, wouldn't it be cool if you were jumping and you had two guns and you were flipping like we would yeah, come yeah. up with our own action scenes in our head that we wanted to shoot because of yeah, shit all like of this. the all of the film students were were shooting John. John were all, I was like a bad guy in this movie where the good dude's girlfriend was like a ninja and she kills me and I fall yeah, down. Wet death. Wet part death. Three, that's I what remember. it was called. And I had fucking <laughs> fake blood and we did all this shit. And like, that's all we wanted to do. And we were watching Tarantino movies inspired by like Pulp Fiction and True Romance and shit like this. We just talk about how the coolest ways you could have two guns and jump and shoot. How do you shoot that to make it look cool? You need to be sliding or on like sliding, some kind of a skateboard yes, or rolling or- like the contrived action. It was just, oh, it was just juicy. Like it just satisfied everything. And this is like the master of contrived fucking action scenes right here. So, yeah, I thought <laughs> I remember a scene where he slides down the banister with the baby and he's wearing a police uniform. Is that a different movie rugs? I think you made that up. 
I I could have swore it could be it could be a Mandela effect. I but, think I uh, mixed up my thing because I remember him sliding down the banister with the baby, shooting at a bunch of dudes. Slide, but <laughs> I think that might maybe I made that in my head after up. watching this and combined all the things. But that's not in this. But that would have been because there's a poster with him in a a uniform holding a baby, holding a baby. He yeah. never wears a cop uniform though in this movie. So I wonder if that was a cut scene or an alternate. Or was it a fucking Mandela thing? And I'm just speaking of uh, like weird stuff that actually did happen in the movie. Yeah. What was the deal with um, Tony Leung's character, Andy, sending uh, John Woo's or not John Woo, Chow Yun-Fat's Yun's ex all the flowers? No, he was. What was going on? He was the inside guy and he was sending them information through the lyrics and the code. That Got was the, yeah, but he did. But Got it. but Tequila didn't know that, so all he sees is some some dude some sending, sending white flowers. His you, wife know, you know flowers. they're remaking they're remaking these movies. What? You know they're remaking well, this album? this one I read that they've been trying to remake this for years, and they keep like it keeps stopping and starting. Like there was one where it was going to be, um, was it this one or the killer? Where it was going to be Richard Gere as as the cop, and then oh, and and then uh, Denzel as the um is the bad guy. Denzel is the cop, and Richard Gere as the uh, insider. Oh, as the inside guy, uh, like way back. Uh, I could see that happening. Yeah, they're gonna do the killer. They're trying to do the killer too. Uh, yeah, but they're, they're trying to remake these movies. Like, there's no reason to remake these movies. Like, they're the plots are not good. <laughs> don't don't remake. <laughs> it's them. just the spectacle and just yeah. I don't know. Just make yeah. a movie where guys have to shoot guns. Don't I mean, that's make what the John, John Wicks are essentially. He's the like, I, I, I can understand you were making Old Boy because the plot of Old Boy is so unique and so you know you have to recreate that film. You know, like because yeah, whatever for, for, for reasons, but. Like, there's no reason to recreate this. Just make a movie like it, inspired okay. by it. Here was the uh, here. I got it kind of fucked up. It was it was for the killer. They were going to remake it. Walter Hill was going to direct oh. it in '92 oh. with Richard Gere and Denzel Washington. Oh, for the killer! For the killer, and then they they got they got all fucked up, and then they said the reason they had they uh, they didn't make it is they thought the script would be too homoerotic. Oh God! <laughs> so then. Um, they were gonna make another <laughs> one in like '93. Then they they were gonna make one in 2007, and the latest they've gotten to 2015. And now they're at 2022. 2022 was gonna be Omar Sy. I don't know who that is. And then now it's in March of 2023. Nathan, Natalie Emanuel is gonna be the lead. Who's the Masande in in the fucking oh Game, in of, Game of Thrones in the killer or hard boiled the the killer oh. the killer is the one they keep trying to remake oh oh so they're gender swapping the one character but yeah you're you're I mean so well actually the the killer is more if we're, we're comparing the two because I saw the killer this week the killer's more um like there's actually some meat on that story yeah the story has the story's more tragic right you know it's it's kind of like a Fisher King where like someone has is responsible for Someone's life getting fucked up, right. and they're like in their debt. So uh, yeah, that's it's got some. Meat I on have it. not watched and, that. And yet. he like befriends. Oh, you haven't watched the killer. No, I gotta watch it this week. Oh well, well we won't spoil it. But yeah, there, there's the. I would say of the two, I gotta see it better tomorrow now. But of the yeah. two, the killer's more story driven. 
Okay. Like yeah, there's the, actually the some script the script is better. Yep. It's just more melodramatic. Dude, th- yes. This script though was it, this one is bonkers. This one they're literally <laughs> making shit up as they go. So the, no. the whole tea house sequence was shot before they even had a script. The story goes, uh the crew found the tea house and John Woo saw the staircase and he goes, Wouldn't it be cool if someone would slide down there and shoot with two guns? <laughs> exactly what I would have said. And they just do this whole sequence while they were shooting. Though uh, they were interrupted by actual local triads in the area bugging them for protection money uh, so that they would keep them protected. So it's kind of art replicating life there. But literally, John was like, oh, my God, it would be so cool if this guy slides down. And then they just do the scene before there's even a script and write it in. And I said before, first, he was going to be like a baby poisoning psycho. And then people thought that would be weird. And they changed everything. So. You can tell they're kind of just fucking writing this as they go, but it's fine because the spectacle, the stunts are this movie. The squib work is this movie. Yeah. Apparently in 2007, there's, there was a video game sequel that came out called Stranglehold. Oh, yeah. You could in this in this video game, you could be Chow Young Fat or someone like Chow oh. Young Fat and just slide downstairs. And shoot and shoot guns. Oh, my God. Two guns with unlimited I'd fucking rounds. I would play well, that all day. L- let's we haven't ever we've we've spent a lot of time on action movie stars from the 80s and 90s. But I feel like this is Chow Young Fat's time on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I'll give my quick thoughts on the guy. Yeah. Um, he looks like a schmuck to me. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason. I wouldn't say he's like super cool, but I buy into it. Yeah. I buy into the fact he's like that this a, guy's... he's like a tall drink of water. Yeah. He kind of like has he has some he's charisma. He's got some swagger. He's got some. Oh, presence. yeah. No, he definitely has swagger. Yeah. I think he what's different about him is he's not doing the martial arts. Right. So he's more he's like the like the Lone Ranger cowboy type. I yes. saw yeah, someone compare him to like a Steve food, McQueen yeah. or a Clint Eastwood. And I do see that kind of vibe, although probably not as not as good looking i don't know yeah. what he's kind of like baby fat it's just a weird look yeah no i know you said yeah i get that i got that too but it but he makes it work and there's there is some hand-to-hand combat right but it's largely some. just shooting it's, and this this isn't your like martial arts film which is why like if jackie chan and john Wu made a movie what that a would fucking be movie crazy. Would be. like would he make jackie shoot <laughs> i don't more think guns? jackie would ever be on board for this kind yeah. of fucking want and destruction right, right. it seems yeah. a little dark i, I think jackie i think Chan. it's a little the dichotomy there's a little too much yeah i don't know i don't know if that will work but i would want to see it the closest you got was jean claude van damme which i think yeah him making hard which target is, after this is amazing and that is a great movie which is why it's one of the best movies ever made <laughs> like bar yeah. none that's why it is <laughs> Because you have a martial arts star in a John Woo movie. Yeah. Right. And you never get that again. I don't think you ever get a martial arts star. No. Like you get John Travolta yeah. no. and Christian Slater. That's true. You get Nicolas Tom Cage. Yeah. And yeah. So. But yeah. You never get All like right. a fucking dude with athleticism to the brings it to the table. Can't believe you, you told us to watch The Killer and you haven't. I haven't it. watched it yet because I was watching The Heart Boiled. I should have watched that one first. I even gave you the file. Well, the killer is a good primer because it shows you like like uh, John Woo's like melodramatic side. Yeah. Okay, and it's very mel. It's like watching a soap opera with guns. Nice. Yep. And yep. then Hard Boiled is literally his Hard Boiled movie. Yeah. Like he's like fuck all the melodrama. I'm gonna just fucking have people blowing each other away for no apparent reason. 
without yeah. like there's there's not like really any emotional impact in this movie. Yeah, that's true at all. That's true. You don't really like. I learned more. Like Alan had more of like a character arc than fucking the lead Tequila, right? Yeah, no, you, really, you you invest more in Alan. Absolutely. Like, and I loved all the character stuff with him. But Tequila is just there, like the fucking Punisher, just mowing people down. Because yeah, Alan, you you have this situation where he's been lying this whole time, and he's gonna have to yeah like give away his life yeah. for this. Yeah. But then like. Uh, tequila is just like I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna come in guns a blazing. Yes. They can come after me. I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna get revenge. You killed my. And he's like, stop buddy. being a pussy, pussy. <laughs> you killed the cops. So oh, what? I did in the first scene. <laughs> and it's funny because first he tells him that no, it wasn't a cop, and then like two minutes later he's like, yeah, it was a cop. I, that, it, it confused me <laughs> in the moment. I was like, wait, was that the guy? Because, Why is he yeah. telling him it's not he, the cop? He's trying to make him feel better. Right. And then, and then he, he gets in the elevator. He's yeah, like, no, it was a it was cop. A cop. Just and he's like, shit. Fuck. So great. All right, I've, I mean, I thoroughly enjoy this. Let's give it a rating, a ranking. I think if you are a fan of the action genre, like this is a must-see on your list. Uh, Anthony, what would you give it? I think if I was back in, what, 92? Oh, fuck, it was the shit in 92. It was a, probably a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Again, I watched this with a weird trajectory of watching John Woo and just action movies in general, um, but it's still solid. I mean, it, if it would only be a ten out of ten for me if the plot made like a little sense, <laughs> but and then some of the decision making. But that being said, it's still a nine out of ten. <laughs> nice. Oh wow, that's high. Way higher than I thought you would get. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, wow. You got to transfer. I, I, I try. You got to transform yourself back to when that was going. Absolutely. When this came out, and then think about where we are now and like how Wu influenced a lot of this shit. Yeah, I guess like. Um, if you put it in perspective, is it a great film? No. But is it a great action film doing shit that influencing, uh, just being very creative in how you do things and taking a lot of liberties and being stylistic and actually introducing the world to a style? I feel like yeah, it's, it is a trailblazing film. Like He's already done some of this stuff in his other movies, but he's basically perfected it at this point. He's... You're never going to, like, even in those American films, you're not going to see the body count that you I see. I don't think there's this. a movie that has a higher body count. Like, if you drank for everybody that died. I don't think, I think if you count the bullets in oh, this movie, thousands. You're, in, you're in the billions. Easily. So <laughs> many fucking blanks. Uh, I'm gonna, I was, I was going to give it a nine Wait, as did, well, just because of my. Rugs give it a number? Rugs, what number are you going to give it? I was going to give it like an eight. No, you give yeah. it eight. I'm giving it a fucking nine because I remember watching this in college and just being blown Very away. Very enjoyable. And yeah, it is a fucking like all just you've never seen so many explosions. It's all real. It's all real explosions and fucking squibs and people flying. It's fucking do you fantastic. Like, do you do you like this movie better than Hard Target or Face Off Rugs? No, I like I I like Hard Target better. Oh wow! <laughs> um, because just because he, it's because he lights you up with a clip and does a roundhouse. Yeah, kick to the I face. think that that's that's really like. There's only one way you could get you could get more mileage out of John yeah. Woo is that if you have someone not only firing like a, a clip into someone like like Chow Yun, and kick him, but you do a, a flip <laughs> while you're on fire yeah. and then you talk to a bird afterwards. Yes. <laughs> according to Google, according to the Google machine, there are 307 people killed in Harpoon. Oh, shit. That is a big that's a big <laughs> body count right there. Look, I like every John Woo movie. Every John Woo movie to me is 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 like, OK, it's on my watch list. It's in my collection. I don't have this one on. It was very hard to get on DVD, mm -hmm. but I uh, I do have other John Woo movies. So 
yeah, it's like definitely a watch. It's totally a watch, and it's 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 not his best film. Like I think the killer has a better script. I feel like uh, his other movies, are like heart, like uh, Face Off, are, are are pretty creative and they have like a little bit more gravitas. But just sheer balls of using this many bullets. Nobody's nobody had ever what done about, that. What is a better tomorrow rank? Because that's the first one that came out of him. And I Shawnee. feel like it's a little. It's more. It's 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 like melodramatic, like the killer, but it's it doesn't have as many action sequences. I think it's uh, like the lowest amount. Yeah. So he just kind of ramped up. Yeah. As he went along. The other one I keep hearing about that people really like is Bullet in the Head. Oh. By John Woo, which was with Tony Leung, but uh, yeah, I don't know really much about it. Uh, let's not forget, I mentioned this a long time ago. What he's working on now is a movie called Silent Night with Joel Kinnaman. This is a, a completely dialogue-less Christmas revenge movie. There's going to be no dialogue, apparently. Cool. Yeah. Apparently, the movies he's released lately in the last 15 years have been not great. Well, he was taking paychecks. He did Wind Talkers. Yeah. But then he came back with Red Cliff, and that and that was a cool Red movie. Cliff and that Red was out Cliff of his two. That was out of his wheelhouse. That is not a John Woo like typical John Woo movie. It's it's like uh, there's none of this Hong Kong shit in there. Like I mean, as far as like the guns and the fucking, it's a very like it's a period piece. It's very he he does it like very very well. Then he did the Crossing and the Crossing Two, and then Manhunt was the last thing in 2017, and he's been working on this Silent Night. So yeah. Uh, John Woo, definite. I will watch John Woo from early John Woo, fucking to ninety seven to two thousand. Mission Impossible two. He was bad. Okay, yeah, he was yeah. bad. He was bad in the thousand. Paycheck, might maybe. not might not be a better action director in that period. No, absolutely, absolutely solid film. All right, let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. I got one thing in news from the nation. I'm going to help out our buddy John. Only one? John Bellotti Jr. Just one thing. Bellotti had a big announcement. He's been posting this everywhere, and I want to help him spread the word. And when he eventually does come on to do the tournament, we will get more details. But here's his post. Bellotti says, I am thrilled to finally announce Kaiju Brooklyn. He is teaming up with Brooklyn One Productions to bring you a one-day pop-up event featuring artists, toy vendors, cosplay, and a film screening celebrating giant Japanese monsters. It will be located inside the heart of Brooklyn's very own Industry City, an awesome complex of restaurant bars, and much, much more. It is on Saturday, October 7th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. So if you're in the area, if you're going to be in Brooklyn, make sure you stop by Industry City I'll have uh, the the address and information in the episode description, but it looks like we'll get more. I haven't talked to him about this. He is putting on like a one day little convention fest. That's very cool. Mm. Kaiju. I'll go check that shit yeah, out. Right. We need a full report from I'll Ka- report from Kaiju you. Brooklyn. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll be there. You can follow at Robo Seven Art and BK One Underscore Productions. They all have, and then Kaiju Brooklyn has its own accounts that I followed. That he's uh he's monitoring. So. That's very exciting, Bellotti. I need to know more when you come on. I'm pumped. And I, we I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. I like turtles. 
We all like turtles. <laughs> all right. But sure. we will help you want to help Turtle. spread the word of the kaiju love in this uh, one day event for you. Okay. Let's finish up with some what are we watching? Anthony, you got anything? I watched The Killer. Oh, you watched The Killer. You told us to watch I it. I did tell you to watch you The fucking Killer. I also watched it. I did not, but I will. And um, yeah. I mean, we kind of talked about it already, but The Killer is a is a good movie. It's uh, It was a nice primer for, for uh, Hard Boiled. I would say Killer might be... Is it better than Hard Boiled? Some ways. Some ways it's better. There's a better like there's a better hook to the story. It's not just like a gangster film. It is, but it, it there's more. There's also a you'll like this and run. There's like a weird there's like an like the inspiration for RRR in this movie. Oh no way! Yeah, it's a bromance. There's a, it's a oh. bromance. Yeah, there's like a cop dude and a gangster that are like hunting each other. Wow! And then they like they kind of fall in love as best friends. Oh my god, that's RRR. That, there's, yeah, there's an RRR to this. There's so much John like. Woo and RRR that I saw right away. It's great. Yeah, this this one. I mean, it has all the John Woo stuff. There's a church. There's doves. There's, there's doves in that one. There's doves. There's fighting in the church, like face off. Like it's it's good. I mean, uh, I heard what I heard was uh, Hard Boiled wasn't as critically successful as uh, the Killer and that one before. Better, yeah, because it's the Killer is like a it's melodramatic, soapy. Yeah. It's got like a it's it's got like a pulpy Hollywood like uh script format you know that i feel like he was aping hollywood movies yeah. a little bit yeah yeah, yeah but it's good it's it's um the only thing that sucked is i had to watch it on my computer but uh well yeah, sometimes that happens yeah so that i watched the killer and um that's it i uh i was intending to watch police story two and three but i'll maybe i'll watch it this week oh you're gonna watch both two and three yeah you gotta watch, well, I gotta all watch it before we yeah. do our show so yeah you might as well watch two you gotta watch all the police stories it's just thing. interesting watching um Jackie Chan yeah. and then watching Chow Yun Fat. Yeah. And just the difference in like gun fu yeah. versus kung fu. Versus very physical. <laughs> but they're both entertaining yeah, in their yeah, own yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very different. Yeah. But very entertaining. Yeah. You could just combine the two. Oh my God. And and involve some kind of muscles from Brussels. <laughs> you could only do that. You'd have the perfect the one film. time that it happened and it was the perfect <laughs> film. Hard target really is. Uh, all right, good. I got to watch it. The Killer uh, to prepare for our thing. Uh, Rugs, what do you got? You watch some things? I watched it all, Abraham. Okay, I think I watched, a couple, don't have I watched watch. a couple of things you may have watched. Let's talk about them. I watched Spider-Man Lotus. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, shit. Pause right there. You know about this, Anthony? Tell him, no. tell him the story about this movie here. Uh, so I guess there's this dude who wanted to make a Kickstarter called Spider-Man Lotus, and he shot like a little promo with some like, uh, little like cheap effects and people film. are like yeah I'm down for that so they gave him a shitload of money to make this movie and then uh, all of a sudden he got into some controversy because some disgruntled person started posting his tweets or, or, or texts it was a group like, private chat from the lead guy this is a fan film that just released on YouTube it's two hours long the guy who plays Peter Parker there was some group chats where they were let's say uh, a little racist a little homophobic when they were I believe they were teenagers. Doesn't excuse them, but they were teenagers. But these are private group chats also that got released. Yeah, it's some dirty yeah. shit. But no, regardless, they now like everybody wants this movie to fail. And let me tell you something. You don't have to want it to fail. <laughs> it is a failure, right? It's it. look, oh, uh, I will say this. Like, there are times where it doesn't look so bad. There's times where I'm like, hey. 
not bad for a fan film, but it's two hours and it should have been 20 minutes. All right. There's no reason. Dude, you got to edit. Edit down. This is there's no place for all of this bullshit. So I <laughs> no one cares about. This. I watched this whole thing also, and I was kind of following the controversy. Like the director who was 18 when he was working on this, and the the kid who made the comments, they put out an apology video and stuff. And so I'm like, all right, let me see what this is about because I remember seeing the trailer and some of the teases. I will say the suit is not bad, right? Rugs, can you agree with me? The suit's pretty good. No, there's there's. There's things that like for a young kid to pull off yeah. is a little There's, impressive, but like the, yeah. the fact that he doesn't know how to edit this, well, why this okay. had to be two it, hours it, long. No, it didn't. And there's, but there are some legit like swinging scenes that the visual effects crew, whoever they had did a really good job. By the way, that VFX crew, after these allegations and these group chats came out, they walked off the project and they left. I hope some of this gets him some work because the VFX work in the few shots where he's swinging is not is really good for something that's a fan film. Uh, that's a budget. I read twenty five thousand dollars, but I think the Kickstarter they got to a hundred grand to make this. Yeah, it is way too long and it's a little boring, honestly. So what the, what it's about? It picks up after the death of Gwen Stacy, and he mixes the story, the kid who collects Spider Man. Combines that with the death of Gwen Stacy and a little bit of Spider-Man Blue, where Peter talks about his relationships and he's like making a tape for Gwen. So he kind of combined all that together. So Peter visits this terminal kid and there's flashbacks while he's there. But it's really weird. They're like these vignettes that just kind of start and end and fade and something else starts. There's really no plot to the thing. Some of the acting was decent. The kid playing Peter Parker reminds me of uh, the, uh, the guy from Cobra Kai who played Robbie. He looks just like Robbie from Cobra Kai. Yeah, but that dude's a terrible actor and doesn't have any charisma or no, anything. I, and, you know, they tried. Gwen is in there. He looks okay. He doesn't look terrible. Yeah, Harry like- Osborne and Gwen and MJ. And uh, <laughs> it's for a fan film. It's it, it, I've seen worse. In fact, we're going to talk about yeah. another one that's a lot worse. So, But it's really dark. I feel like a lot of these fan films are also yeah, really when dark. You, when you put this long, boring-ass fan film boring. up to the, the other film we're about to talk yes. about. It this looks is a masterpiece. Like, yeah, it, this <laughs> looks like a fucking Christopher Nolan film. But I don't want to. I feel bad shitting on, like, these are passion projects. I don't know if this is legal. I don't know if Marvel comes after them. They're not making money off no, this. No, they don't. Of course But not. there's a little bit of controversy surrounding the lead Why do you keep saying it like that? Because that's how the British say it, and it makes them sound <laughs> so sophisticated. So then there's Superman Solar. Then there is another fan film called Superman the Solar. What do you know about this one? I don't know shit about it. I just know I watched it for like five minutes. I'm like, this is fucking so, a hot mess. Uh, on the plus side, it's about 25 minutes long. So it's, yeah, not, I got that it's right. not a two-hour film. But this one, obviously, a lot lower budget and production oh, this looks like shit. I'm already watching the, it. The lighting is not the greatest. The guy playing Superman is um kind of awkward uh th- there's not really controversy about this just that it's been brought up that it's from a u.s army vet who has made this movie is a former army vet and a lot of people saying he put a lot of like he made superman very conservative right wing i didn't really think that was that heavy-handed in this i mean it kind of makes sense that superman would be he just said he didn't want to be political he just want to do the right thing yeah but there is a part where he there's a guy about to jump off a roof and superman flies up there and he's all like Look, kid, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Do whatever you want, but I'm just going to come and talk to you. When I'm like, just fucking fly him down. What are you doing? 
but it's the lighting is all it's very amateur acting whatever this it's 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 not good it is a quick watch uh the cgi that's why like spider-man lotus is uh looks like a fucking hollywood blockbuster compared to this movie um but people put their i just think look if they if they cut down spider-man lotus to like 20 minutes why is it even what is it why is it called lotus i didn't even understand the title of the thing like but look i love fan films right i always want to encourage people want to make your thing you make your thing you put it out there god bless them just don't make them two hours long two hours when they did need to be yeah, that one is very meandering, you know. 70 minutes yeah. is your, that's the longest you can go. I'm telling you all, fan filmmakers, do you, I'll tell you why. Yeah. Number one, you shoot less, yeah. more bang for your buck. Put that money into the production. Don't start shooting willy-nilly and wasting everyone's time with all this extra shit. No, you don't need it. Just do it 70 minutes. It's good. It does have some Zack Snyder shots in this Superman movie where he's like in front of the sun and the moon and shit, but. Anyways, look, we're, there's a Hollywood strike. <laughs> this is what we got right now to watch that's new. You want to watch some new shit? There's two fan films. Support the independent creator. Rugs, what else did you watch? I watched Heart of Stone. Okay, let's talk about this. Have you heard about this one, Anthony? No. This is Gal Gadot's big oh, action yeah, yeah, yeah. Netflix epic. Uh, and you know what? This whole thing with her as Wonder Woman and this movie and like her in Red Notice really made me realize like she hasn't really had a hit. Uh, after being Wonder Woman, like she's been trying, and maybe uh, she's not the greatest anchor. I don't know. No, it took, well, you, it took you this to realize. She's, I yeah, no, I realized that. She's but limited. Let's just, say she's. Let's just say she's limited. She she she. I mean, she's great to look at, and uh, she could do the action, but like she hasn't had a, a substantive hit. This is not it. On Rotten Tomatoes right now, this movie's sitting at thirty one percent. Like you can, like Gal Gadot is. Uh, you know, she's a good looking person, but I think you can't just be a good looker. You have to have the whole Give package. Give me the Heart of Stone synopsis. Heart of Stone is, there is, uh, it's basically Mission it Impossible. It is exactly Mission Impossible <laughs> done on Netflix. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty much the same movie, but uh, done on Netflix. Yeah. It's, um, there, uh, Gal Gadot plays an agent who's part of like, a like a, like a GI Joe. Almost, she's an MI six, like but she's also another covert double agent. Yeah, she, she's like a double agent. She's working for this like company that's like this global like like they're they're doing their own thing. They're doing their own like vigilante uh, version of like uh, of MI six, yeah. and so she's implanted at MI six as a double agent, and they're all kind of after the same thing or after. And then they realize, oh, there's like, there's a, not only is there like a vigilante group that's trying to do good, there's also a vigilante MI6 that's trying to do evil, like a Cobra. And what's the MacGuffin? Tell them about the MacGuffin. AI. It's an AI fucking brain. It's an algorithm that can hack into everything. She does a halo jump. There's parachuting. There's every Mission Impossible stunt done in this with Gal Gadot. Of course, not for real. Yeah, and everything's no, there's nowhere near the amount of like uh, gripping, compelling. It's like it, it seems like very much like 
like very average just, action. You've seen movie. everything uh, done before. Like it didn't better yeah, and better. So it's like a watered down fucking Mission Impossible. It's thirty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I was like, you know what? It's all right. It's like a five or a six, like to have it's, on. It's, yeah, I would say it's maybe like a five point five or a six. If you, re- I mean, if you it's really overly love complicated with their heart card, uh, in you know code names and like I couldn't follow yeah. half of that shit, but. Uh, stuff blows up. Whatever I watch, the whole thing. It's no like extraction. Extraction is the creme de la creme right now. But Heart of Stone, a clunker for the Galcato, unfortunately, on the Netflix. Yeah, her career is over. <laughs> she doesn't have my. Bad. No, like oh, this is what it is. Yeah. Sorry, but she doesn't have Wonder Woman anymore. Yeah. This thing, it, you know, does it have legs? We won't know yet, but I don't like, think you so. Could I make mean, a bunch of these sequels, right? Like, but they're not going to. If they were sexier, I could probably see people tuning in oh, for it. But yeah. they, like it's a little James Bond also and Mission Impossible squished together. It's just derivative yeah, the, of everything we've seen. It's not sexy. It was sexless. It was like it very was. like, you know, the fact that you have this beautiful woman in the role, like there, even in James Bond, you see like Daniel Craig take his shirt off and like, mm-hmm. you know, fuck girls and stuff. Like there was no nothing in that. There was no like even a romantic interest. There was like a they they, they didn't do any of that. So it was just like, yeah, not not as fun as like a James Bond movie. I was like, this is such a Mission Impossible ripoff and not as good. It was hilarious to see. I'm like, oh, they're doing every stunt from every. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, if you're not going to have the sex, you got to have great action. Like that's like as good as Mission Impossible. That like that carries the film. Uh, anything else you watch? Um, I did watch the Transformers movie. Oh, Rise of the Beast. It, 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 it was uh, not good. It was all right. <laughs> I feel like. The reason why Imran likes it is, of course, predictable because it has a good all soundtrack. All that hip hop music, I was like, "Yo, and that's it." It was fun. That's though. All it's you ha- need, all you need to win Imran over you know a bad it's movie har- is it was play hip hop. It was just like harmless, and like whatever. I want to do talk about one. Put thing. some hip hop in it. Put, put in yeah, Camille. Put, put some brown people. Camille and Johnny hip hop. I'm in. Yeah, Camille and Johnny hip hop, and then you're some good. fucking gunfu. Uh, wait, quick spoiler about that movie. Spoiler alert. I want to talk about the ending because that was the only time in the movie I was like, oh, oh shit. what is happening here? So they go through this whole thing. They got to find the thing. They got to stop Unicron. They, they stop him. Um, Anthony Ramos, the lead character at the end, he thinks he's going for a job interview and he's talking to this guy. It turns out this guy knows everything he just did. He wants him to join him in stopping alien incursions. The wall opens up behind him. Uh, and there's like a whole warehouse there. He's giving him this business card. And at the last scene is Anthony Ramos steps up on this balcony. He flips the business card and there's a G.I. Joe logo on the card. Oh, and shit. that's how they end the movie. I was like, oh, so the next movie is going to be Transformers oh, and G.I. Joe. Are they trying to make G.I. Joe a thing again? Was that what they did? I don't think you can make G.I. Joe a thing. They tried with that Snake Eyes movie that apparently was very bad. And none of the other movies were good. I, could, you, what rugs? Would you want this? Would you want the next one to be a GI Joe fucking crossover? I mean, the only reason I would probably watch another one of these movies is to see something that fucking ridiculous. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> so, like, if they could make Transformers and GI Joe together, like they did, I think they did it once in the cartoon. Uh, that live action crossover, we, that would be with, funny. Like to check out. I don't know. Anthony, you have any fondness for G.I. Joe? You don't give a shit about G.I. Joe. No, I wasn't a big G.I. Joe guy, to be honest. I don't know how I, I don't know how you set it up. There's so many characters with all different personalities. It's very pro-military. I don't think you could make G.I. Joe a thing right now. But they're gonna try, I guess. Uh so that was that was the best part of the movie. It was the fucking last shot. Uh and then I'm just continuing to watch that fucking lost type show called From 
on MGM Plus. Shout out again. They're in a video game. That's what the I Jose figured Ibarra. out. What in from? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Are they dead? Game. Is it a dream? Uh, I'm a season and uh, and a half. I'm in the middle of the second season. All right. This is my theory. Yeah. That the people that are in there yeah. are jacked. In, I haven't even watched the show. I just <laughs> it's a matrix I thought about situation. It. I was taking a shit the other yeah. day, and I thought about what you were talking yeah. about. I'm like, oh, there are all these people. They don't know where they are. They're in. They're stuck in this city. They can't get yeah. out. So I feel like these are people that are plugged into like program. a a program like oh. to, so they can like live until they can figure out how to like resurrect them. Oh, and. One of them got became rogue and started to take ownership of the program and make fucking do with whatever people are making monsters. And, but they have the, the people who are observing them have no idea what's going on. Well, that's funny you mentioned that because they kind of bring up a thing like, is someone watching us and is this a giant experiment because of something that happens? But let me tell you what, so far, uh, a, two, a season and a half into this, they haven't explained fucking shit. They're just fucking jerking me around, adding more mysteries. Another fucking busload of people show up. Uh, but then they kill a bunch of people. So I'm still in. I'm kind of enjoying it, but I'm also starting to get a little like, oh, you're not going to explain it. Or like it could be another thing. It was like it's it's a computer program people are jacked into because they're like in suspended animation and they're like going across the galaxy. Okay. And I don't so know. They're a little, <laughs> so they have to in, have their brain function in, doing something. They're in like a pocket universe of some kind. Yeah. It's not so in like a that. place, but. Ugh, just I want to know what it is. They're not going to tell me, and they're going to give me more mysteries. Let me know if I'm right. I, just I, I will. I don't think we're going to find out though at the end of the second season. Not at the pace. Probably not, not at the pace these episodes are going. But I'm going to watch the rest of it. So all right, that's it for this week, uh, listener rugs. Where can the people X you? <laughs> on X oh, at X. really rug boy. Give me on X. We're on X too. I'm following me. You know what? There's a lot of fake people following. I thought Elon was getting rid of these bots, but I got all these sex bots following. No, he's fired. Maybe they're really real people. <laughs> no, they're not. They only have one. They have one post. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone's got to start somewhere. All the all those people <laughs> that were supposed to like monitor this have left fucking the company, so they don't care anymore. They yeah, just do, Elon's just freewheeling. Do it whatever right you now. want. We're on X two at Jock and Nerdcast. You can find links to all our socials in our episode description on our website jogginner.com but the most important thing you can do listener is sp- share the show spread the geekery pass it around like a doobie puff puff pass and we'll all get high together it'll be wonderful communal event thank you for listening to the jock and nerd podcast my name is imran my name's anthony he's the jock he's the nerd we'll beep you next time be more funny i really don't give a shit i like turtles Ah, yes. I see that you know your judo well. Talking nerd. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy.